0: I wanted more than a song out of you But a song I guess for now we'll have to do we sure had ourselves a time When I was yours and you were mine Hello there! If this is your first time listening, welcome ways. to the Wana Family. Our mission is to shape the future by talking about mental illness, my, and reduce stigma associated with mental health. This podcast provides a stigma-free zone for people to share their stories and also to help others especially those in crisis situations. If you or someone you know are having suicidal thoughts or a plan, please stop listening to this podcast. You are more important. Call 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-TALK. Or you can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. That is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And they provide 24-7 support to people in crisis situation, And of course, everything is confidential. This podcast is all about opening up the conversation about mental health and to bring awareness. So remember, we want you to stay with us and you're not alone because we, we are know no I'm Alan alone. Mo. How are you doing today, Paige? I'm doing really well. I'm excited that this is the first hashtag WannaPod
1: Wednesday. There we go. You know it. Yeah.
0: I'm excited. Midweek break. Midweek break. So, happy hump day. Happy Happy Wednesday, y'all. Start that trending, everybody. Okay, so today we are going to start another segment called Paige's Platform. isn't that what this is? (laughs) It's everyone's platform to open up the conversation, but I want to put something out there so that people can like discuss shit. Right. So there is this new organization, not new, I should say
1: new to you. Maybe.
0: Yeah. New to me. Definitely. Um, it is called time to change. Um, let's end mental health discrimination. However, they, um, started in the UK and they've been going on for about 10 years. Um, they have a couple hubs, but none that I know of. And anybody comment, um, send me an email. We are not Alamo at gmail.com and tell me if I'm wrong about this. Um, but yeah, they're only in the UK and I kind of want to shout them out because they, It's hard enough to experience mental health problems, right? Without like some family or someone involved, you know? So having to face judgment and shame and isolation that, you know, surrounds people with, you know, mental health situations, um, they want to help. And lots of other situations too. Exactly. So it's time to change. So that's my platform. If you want to support Time to Change, check out their website. Time to change dot org dot uk, and you know get involved, all right? Because that's what we're all about. We're gonna try and help spread awareness from maybe overseas to over here. So transitioning from British to even more British because this is the British Mental Health Podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. is
0: that an even British, even a British accent? I don't think so. Uh, okay. You
1: can do a better one than I can, so that's all right. But
0: Last um, part of my platform. Then it's at least moment. So we're keeping it up with the British, right? So Sophie Turner, you might know her as Sansa Stark on this relatively small, you know, like... Tiny little TV teen. show. You know, it's very niche. You find someone who likes GOT and you're like, oh my gosh, me too. This is totally sarcastic, by the way. Everyone knows who Sophie Turner is and who sounds... If you don't, she sounds so
1: stark in Game of Thrones. If you're like me and don't pay attention to people's names, you might not know who she is by name, but you might know her character.
0: She's strong, y'all. So, anyway, she um, opens up about her mental health while she was filming the Game of Thrones. And she says at the age of 17, she started to struggle with depression but didn't really... Um, necessarily know what that meant. You know, you teach children a language and finally over time they understand that language. But the first time you experience it, in my experience, it's um, kind of overwhelming. Mm -hmm. You know, and you don't know what to do. So I thought that was not brave in respect. I'm just happy that she kind of explained more about her issues with depression Um, And then she also segues segues into why she thinks um, that her depression and anxiety kind of came to a head, basically. And what do you think it was?
1: Game of Thrones ending and not knowing what to do next.
0: Or maybe H-O-L-L-Y. Hood. I don't... Hollywood? No. Hollywood.
1: She's not in Hollywood, though.
0: That's where weird. things get rotten. It's in. I only have a bachelor's in English. The other one. Anyway, okay. So, pages platform over almost. Don't forget to check out time dash two dash change dot org dot uk, and let's keep getting the word out there. and See if yep. we can hop over across the pond. So, Matthew. Hmm. Here we go. It's your moment. Oh wow. Giving you time for. Yeah.
1: So I don't like, so I think um, about a week or two ago, one of the things I talked about was, um, you know, I was a little bit misinformed. And so I'll go back and talk about that. So we're talking about, like, I was, for me personally, in my mental illness. Am I? You know, I, um, you don't, anyway. So regarding that, so what works for me is going to be different than for other people. And so I think it's important that more people are taking the time to actually research what things are approved and used for what, because I think a lot of people end up going into therapy or going to see somebody and it might not be the right person based on that person's skill sets. Um, That's just my personal take. And so I had some misconformity, not misinformed. I knew certain things worked, but I knew they wouldn't work for me. And so I think sometimes you know people think, oh, you just go to a therapist, and that is true to an extent.
0: It takes self awareness, so. but
1: it also takes like if you're going to do this and you're going to do research and you're going to see somebody, do a little research beforehand. Make sure exactly. what the type of therapy that they're trained in or what they're doing is going to help you.
0: Can you give an example of how you would conduct research to try to find a certain doctor? Well, yeah,
1: oh, you can do that online. Um, if you do have health insurance, you can go through your website and see who's available, who's taking new clients. And through then the health
0: could, insurance website. Yep.
1: Many of them. You can also just do searches in your area for like if say if you had borderline personality disorder, which DBT is was made for. So you would search DBT therapists or some other thing like that.
0: And if you're a new listener, that's dialectical behavioral therapy.
1: It's just a revamp of CBT, adding in some mindfulness and a few other little caveats that are found in other types of therapy. Um, there's all different kinds, and they're all developed specifically, usually for specific things. They can be cross-trained. Um, DBT was first used, if I remember correctly, from my reading in England. Um hashtag go right back to that um it was developed specifically for borderline uh No, sorry borderline personality disorder but it started to be used there about two years ago i think I might be wrong on the exact time and it was now approved by the national health system of england for treatment with bipolar um but not every type of therapy or every type of situation is going to be behoove everybody Mm -hmm. because you know i guess one of the things i'm going to segue into this is like we like to say, am I here? But, you know, it's not necessarily about changing the terminology because we don't look at someone with diabetes. We don't look at someone with cancer. We don't look at somebody um, with high blood pressure. We don't look at somebody with all these other hypertension, all these other things, and say, um, you know, it's just in your head, go fix that. Yeah. Mental illness is real, and, some people, and people have it. Um, so I think more or less coming coalescing around you know it's just what it, it's just a disease it's just something that you can work on you can help you can, you can have to okay
0: i'm gonna cut you off right there because it's not a disease it's not a bacteria it's not a yeast infection excuse us listeners um it's not a broken bone like you were just saying it's something that you have to work on your whole life so that you can continue that baseline make sure you have healthy relationships and are in therapy are keeping up with your medication regimen and your life regimen
1: just like with diabetes though if you look at the two they have a very strong correlation with not necessarily what they are i mean like but the way they're treated like it's there forever so, yeah, you're always going to be under making sure you have a healthy lifestyle. I mean, I've had friends with type 1, lots of them, with type 1 diabetes. And it's impacted all of the aspects of their life. It's impacted their jobs, their schooling, a lot of other things as well. So, in a lot of ways, they like to look at those two things as similarities. But yet, we look at them as a society very differently. And I think that is the difference. Um, we tend to think of, you know, hey, you have MI, just deal with it. Or what's mm-hmm. wrong with you? When it's not like we don't do that for people with diabetes or people who have high blood pressure or a few other things, but it's a, it is very similar, but it did take time for all that to happen. And I think that's the best part of starting the conversation moving forward is, you know, we can actually sit here and talk about our experiences, your experiences, all of those great things. But at the end of the day, it's really about eventually it being more accepted as not necessarily like. Hey, I'm proud of it because that's not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to say, "Hey, well, I am. I can live with this. Hey, I have this, and it's part of my life. And you know what? My life is still really good. I
0: owned it. I own it, and I'm getting help to make sure I can be the best I can be.
1: Because in a lot of ways, it's about self acceptance too.
0: Right? And I'm glad that you brought that up because I have a clip that I want to play, and I want you to like bang on the thing whenever." you hear something that he says is profound. So a little context to this story. This is a recording of a Marine who just got back from um, a war situation and was diagnosed with PTSD, and the people were asking him about what PTSD was, and this isn't the first time that someone has asked me that because I I've been diagnosed with PTSD. So I thought it would be pretty beneficial to play this and see what you guys think.
1: the scenes and it kept flickering back in my mind like I was switching in and out like I look at my side mirror and there would be Afghanistan you know but then I look around and there's people walking on a gas station and I couldn't decipher between them. what was real and what was fake so in Afghanistan I always wore my my flight jackets so I immediately got in the passenger side and put my vest on well a guy that was actually there was concerned about it and he was asking me buddy are you okay buddy oh, are you okay kind of, like, freaked out. The guy actually called the cops, and the cops asked me if I had any guns in the car. Well, I had a sawed-off
0: shotgun that was broken down in a backpack in my trunk. In the state of Alabama, if you have a shotgun that is sawed off, you're going to... Ding, ding, How would you like to address this?
1: I love how he put it in there. He's like, you know, I've done my work. I've become a productive member of society again. It was an episode I had. And for a lot of individuals, he's talking exactly what we're talking about right now, right? Like he had an episode. He might suffer from post-traumatic stress syndrome, which is different than post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. um, from my understanding of the two. And so, but he was saying he did the hard work to get back to the point where he could be a fully functioning person in society. That is the difference. that's a great thing. Like, he got help. The base helped him. The military helped him. They're looking at it like it's real now. And, you know, he understood, hey, this is messed up. I need help. He got the help. The the army helped him with that. And, you know, he might have to struggle for a
0: time. He had like a 20... Moran Bond situation.
1: Well, I mean, there's things you could say about the whole situation with him having an illegal weapon in the state, right? Like, that's a different story, and I don't think we need to talk about that.
0: And I can't remember if he was, like, shooting between state lines, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The point is, he was suffering from something. The point is, regardless of the
1: arrest, which did, but you know what? The arrest did transpire in something good. He got arrested. His base, someone from his military base came and picked him up. No charges
0: were pressed. Sounds like a lot of friends did that. Sounds like he's got a good backup system.
1: Well, you know, that's, you know, I mean, there's things we could say that are negative about that situation. But in this, you know, overall, the fact is people understood what he was going through and judged him accordingly. You know, it wasn't like the situation was definitely what it was, but he got the help he needed to be able to still go eventually to go back to work and do what things that he had to do to stay to survive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's the thing that a lot of people... Don't always take into account, you know, people live with all kinds of disabilities and are productive. They work, they try, they get help. And that's the important part is getting help and trying to be a better you, regardless who you are. If you have MI, any type of disorder or disease or anything, it's about getting better. Yeah, I just hate how it's called that.
0: I know, but you know know,
1: what? It doesn't matter what you think. It's what it is
0: i know i understand i understand where the end of the day is what
1: it is and you know if anybody's at home doing nothing and then like if i had a friend who had broken a leg and decided never and because it was bad decided never wanted to work again wanted to sit at home and do that there i'd be like hey dude we need to get you some help yeah get you there where you gotta go because you can do this you're going through a hard time right now you're just struggling but if you choose to sit there and wallow in it, after a while, you are going to lose people in your life because people can't be around that long term. Yeah. So,
0: and unfortunately, I've experienced that. You've experienced that. But you know what? I it's don't. It's got to be them. in them. I know we don't br- blame them because no. it's their choice, and you have to like let it go well, on the podcast. Well, you
1: also have to know that depending on what you're going through, it can be a ton for other people to take in. People are everyone's going through their stuff. And to expect everyone to conform and to think what you're thinking and feeling is more important isn't fair. So right. it's about no one
0: can read your mind. Yep. Well that and you know what? People
1: as someone who suffers with, you know, am I, myself, I don't expect other people to fully understand what I go through. Right. I don't expect them to at all. Because they're not going to. And that's okay. I have to be able to live my life the way I want to and be happy with that. And so, you know, taking that into account, we can't necessarily force society to be like, ooh, this or that. Um, no, what we can form help society see is understand that it's not necessarily the end-all be-all, that I can be just like everybody else, that I am just like everybody else, you know? and that,
0: Yeah, and that's important. Why do you think it's important, like, longevity-wise? Because if all I'm
1: doing is sitting there looking at myself like the other, and I'm different, and I'm... Like, I know I'm different in certain ways, and I'm okay with that. I like being a little different. But I also want to be a part of the society I live in and contribute as much as everybody else. Like, I would never be happy being the person that sits in the sidelines, watching everybody else do stuff and get handouts. That ain't going to be me. So, like, for me, my choice is either get up and get out and get something or not. And, you know, that's not an easy challenge for everybody. It's it's a hard thing. But once you do it, it's different.
0: So with that in mind, we would like to, instead of Matthew and I every week doing our own mastery and self-soothe, we need you guys to give us a five-star rating. And for every five-star rating and you in the comment box, you know, give someone some sort of way that helps you through a hard mental health situation we will definitely share everything about that over Absolutely this Podcast. And I think it's really important for people to get involved because we talk about all these skillful, you know, communication techniques, but until you guys start like Hitting the streets with, like, this is what's I healthy. don't necessarily
1: agree with hitting the streets on that. Like, you don't have to go shout out from the rooftops. I mean, but unless you guys are sharing now. your experience, once you guys are...
0: Al Gore's my uncle.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm actually <laughs> a dolphin man. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you, but
0: no. King anyway, Triton.
1: So, no, like, the thing is, like, Holy. share your experiences. Give hope and light to other people. That's the point. You don't need to go around, like, saying, I have MI, yelling down the street thinking... It, like no like but share your experiences with other people you know let people know that they're not alone let people know that you know people who sit next to them every single day are suffering with things that you might not ever know about and so that's the key um you know it's not like you have to wear everything a badge of honor right. um that's up to you what you choose to do i'm much more personal about it than Paige. let's just talk about it like that like i'm a i'm close to the vest Paige loves to tell every person she meets um and that's never going to be me because it's not my identity.
0: And there's a very, like, people consider me naive a little bit. And yeah. And whenever they meet me, and I'm such an open book. However, there is a, like, onion layer, like in Shrek, right? All the layers of onions, you know? <laughs> that there's a certain part of me where I know that if you're going to be my friend or we might move into a relationship, I harbor that feeling and I protect that part of myself. However, if it's something that mentally I'm going through and I can, you know, connect with another person going through that, what's wrong with that? Because they might be feeling the same way. Every person I talk to. I'm,
1: I'm not arguing with you. Yeah, it's yes, just, I know. It just agree. has to be who you... So I
0: am a hosty-coasty toe-host. host, tow host. <laughs> Okay, so instead of mastery and self-soothe for us, since you, our audience, are going to do that for us from now on, you can also email us at at wearenotellamoteyouandmail.com. Okay, Matthew, so we are going to start a mental health quiz from the Time to Change organization in the UK. Question number one, how many people in the UK will experience a mental health problem every year? One and a fourth, one eighth, or a half. One half. Sorry.
1: Oh, so hopefully it's one eighth, but I'm betting that's
0: one fourth. No, the correct answer was one in four. In the UK, will experience a mental health problem. Next question: Which of these common? Which of these is a common symptom of schizophrenia? Hallucinations and delusions, violent behavior, or split personality?
1: Hallucinations and delusions.
0: Correct. Many believe that people with schizophrenia are likely to commit violence. However, most people with schizophrenia do not commit violent crimes, and they're more likely to be victims of violence rather than the perpetrators. Hmm. So, question three. What proportion of people with severe mental health problems have been victims of a crime in the previous year? So, in 2018.
1: There's 28%, 45%, 12%. I'm going to say 45.
0: All right, going to be 45%. Yep. Correct. Well done.
1: And this is severe that mental is health.
0: like half of the population. This is only UK. half
1: of the population that have a severe MI. So it's right. a very tiny portion of the population.
0: Okay. Question for it. What proportion of people with mental health problems experience stigma? A, 90%, B, 10%, or C, 50%.
1: Let's go 90.
0: Ooh, that's high.
1: Correct. Oh again. my
0: gosh. Experience stigma. Oh God. Correct. Well done. 90% um, of people.
1: It says, our research shows that up to 90% of people with mental health problems experience some form of stigma, whether from friends and family, at work, and education, or during treatment.
0: So what's that? One, two, three, four, five. I got five of those. Oh, yay, stigma. That's what we're trying to reduce. Okay, last question. How many people experience suicidal ideations or thoughts throughout their lifetime? A, 2%, B, 33%, or C, 17%.
1: That's 33%, at least. Okay. One third see. of the population, usually.
0: Sorry, oh, not quite. The answer is 17. That's even people better. Experience suicidal thoughts I was told
1: or. it was way more common than that when I was in high school,
0: I mean, which was a long time ago. So you got. Two out of five? Yeah, I'm horrible at this, obviously. Right. One,
1: two, three. Three out of five, three so I got 60%. I'll you take know that.
0: What? You did awesome. I love you. All right. You know what? Our self-soothe is going to be. Cause I'm taking it with me, baby. Do it. We're going to sit down and we're going to watch some...
1: Something funny.
0: Yes. You guys... Thank you so much for being here with us. We yeah, love you, so Wana fam. Y'all. And as always, we are going to not be on Friday anymore. <laughs> it's
1: it's like, Wednesday I'm not going to do the timeline.
0: <laughs> and so, we will talk
1: to you guys next Wednesday. But, but yes. in the meantime, before we come back again, please give us your comments. Let us know things that you want us to do, things that you might want us to talk about, questions you have. Uh, we will do our due diligence. I, we both have some. Uh, Great people who can find out information, including ourselves, about almost anything. So let us know what you'd like to hear about, what you'd like to have us talk about, um, our experiences or whatnot, and we'd be more than happy to share our information with y'all.
0: Yes. And also, go get on the Facebook group. Just look up We Are No Alamo. I think it's still private. It's not private anymore. It's a public group. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So after today, we will see you next hump day. Remember, uh, you you're no Alamo because.
1: Actually, Wait. what she meant to say is, we are not. you're not alone because we are no Alamo. I
0: even made up that tagline. <laughs> we're not alone. I love you. I more this is the best podcast ever. No. Every podcast is the best podcast no, ever. This is, I think, one of the <laughs> worst ones. We'll we sure had ourselves a time when I was yours and you were mine went out wearing wigs With that tattoo on your ribs Love her, but leave her wild I'm glad I didn't see your eyes Light brown and bold of surprise Just a man